This is Connect Bay Area. You're listening to your host with the most, Keys on the West Coast. It's Saturday, August 18th. Lately I've been feeling myself, myself. Putting in his work by myself, by myself. Sometimes all the homies come through, come through. Bring the drinks, man, I'm feeling brand new, brand new, yeah. Lately I've been feeling myself, myself. Putting in his work by myself. Welcome to the show, my man Lisa the Gifted, yeah. artist, producer, uh, brand uh, ambassador, manager. Hey, this man does it all, man. How you doing, my brother? It's all good. Long time coming for us to do this pod. Honestly, huh? We the first time I thought of it, we went to Chick Fil A, yes. and I was like trying to do a vlog, and yeah. it didn't that didn't work out. But when I did it, I, I put my camera put my phone on my on our table mm-hmm. and we filmed for like 30 minutes just us talking yeah i still have the clip i just haven't done the vlog and i was like dude like i already had the idea like we need to have some kind of fucking platform to talk about what we talk about it. and yeah. like the podcasting is dope the podcasting is dope yeah so this is a long time coming long time coming yeah hey it's a great time yeah it's been a great summer. Yeah. But uh, speaking of podcasts, talk to, talk to me a little bit about your podcast because uh, don't you got one going too? Yeah. Right? So my podcast, I just started it like a couple weeks ago. It's called Big Talk with Leezy. You can find it on the uh, Apple Podcast Network. I got to upload it to SoundCloud and YouTube still, but mm. it's on the Apple Podcast Network. Basically, um, it's about – so like the way I got the idea for it was just having good conversations with the people around me. I have – Dope homies like Keese and Jeff Hansen and Evan and I, you know, the list goes on with all the homies I have that we have good convos and I was like, I feel like if we recorded this, it would be like audio gold, as I say. So my homie Gabe told me, hey, there's this app called Anchor. You can record your podcast and upload it seamlessly. And I was like, oh, let me check it out. I checked it out uh, and it was hella easy. So like I've just been recording, interviewed a couple people, um, done a couple solo episodes and yeah, it's taken. It's you know, it's taken off finally. Like I'm like actually doing it. I got the ball rolling. Been doing one a week for six weeks. So nice. we're on our road. Yeah, nice. I, I heard on another podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called. It's called Self Made Man with mm-hmm. Mike Dillard. It's like this dude interviews like multi multi millionaire people. Mm-hmm. So I love listening to it. Uh, he had a guy on. I don't remember the guy who he had on, but the guy said, um, "If you're if you want to do a podcast." If you're not willing to do one a week for like two to three years, don't even get started. Mm. Don't even start. And I said, okay, cool. So I started because I know that at the very least I can record on my phone Mm -hmm. a 10, 20 minute episode of my thoughts. Mm -hmm. As I keep grinding, I'm going to learn more. I'm never going to run out of stuff to say, stuff to think of. Mm -hmm. And if if I do, I could Google topics to talk about. Just the point is I always have a platform to talk about what I want to talk about and interview who I want to interview. And so, Yeah. yeah, that's why I started it. Heck yeah, and I feel that last point, like, when you started, you got to really get the ball rolling. Yeah. This is actually my second one this week. Fuck yeah, let's get <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, we got to start like, somewhere. Got time, and I feel like, honestly, we're in an age full of listeners, so yeah. just like, you know, like, let's be the voice. Yeah. Because, you know, I feel like we're some cool dudes. We are you know, definitely we, some cool we dudes. We ain't trying to poison nobody. Yeah. Like, you feel? No, I heard on another, like, on that topic, like, I heard mm-hmm. on another podcast, my favorite podcast Mm-hmm. It's called the MF CEO Project with Andy Frisella. Okay, okay. Okay. Like I stole a lot of my podcast ideas from him. Hey. And I don't care. I'm not the age too. You he, know what he's mean? basically the like cycle. Yeah. So he talks a lot about um, power. Okay. Mm. And how you, he's like talking to us, the people who listen to him, mm-hmm. saying that you have an obligation and a responsibility to gain as much power as you can because you're going to use it for good. He's like, yeah. if you're listening to my podcast, yeah. you're a good, productive human. Yeah. And like, if you don't gain power, you are actually like basically shitting on people who need your help because mm. we're good people and we do, like people need to hear what we have to say because we have good things to say to help people. Mm-hmm. Our intentions are pure, mm-hmm. but with that comes great responsibility. Right. We're not right. Always, like so. And we ain't always right or nothing. I don't feel like that's what we're saying no. at all. It's just like we our intentions are pure, just like you yeah. Said. I like how you clarified that. We're yeah. not always right. Yeah, you know. What but I'm we're saying? never we're never trying it. to steer you the wrong way. Right. And like if you're that kind of person, it is your obligation to influence people in a positive way if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Because right now, like there are negative people who want to win. Right. And they are. Right. And so with that, because we are here, we need to we need to fight them. 
exactly. with what we're doing right now. And use our power to yeah. build an army. Yeah, that's you like the motivation saying? for why I grind I so that, hard man. and why I, I do, try and do so much. Because it's like, it's I literally feel like I'm obligated. Yeah. I put it on myself, but yeah. I know that's what, like, I don't know if you believe in God. We don't need oh, to yeah. get deep into it. But I feel like God gave me something. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm like freaking Messiah. Yeah. And he just, yeah. God gave me some skills. He's given right. everybody a skill. Right. And I got to put it to good use and help other people with Straight it. Straight up. You because know? when you gain a skill, like, what are you, spo- you supposed to, you're not supposed to just sit on the skill. No. You're not supposed to sit on side. You're supposed no. to give it back. I agree with you. Yeah. You know? It's selfish if you do. Straight up. So like, yeah, I'm not trying to put myself on yeah. a pedestal. There's yeah, right, millions right. of yeah. other people who are above what I'm doing. I'm just saying I'm in there and yeah. why not put it to good use? So like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna do a podcast right. on my podcast. Like, I'm and like say, probably same with yours. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm not gonna ever run an advertisement mm-hmm. for my podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not. There's no sponsorships. Mm-hmm. You know, like some podcasts, it's like two right. to six minutes of right. fucking ads. Yeah. But I'll never fucking do that. It's annoying. Okay. Yeah. And Andy doesn't either. Yeah, because it's like that's not why I do a podcast. I'm not doing it to get money. I'm doing it to influence people. That's I have cool. other ways I'm gonna get money. It's not from a podcast. I hear you. So, yeah. I hear you, man. But hey, we all got to make a dollar. I'm not knocking people who do it. Right. If you do it, you got to make your money. You like, get, get it. Money. Like, you got to pay yeah. your bills. I'm not tripping. So, yeah. Anyway. I hear you. Yeah. It's just, it's just, just got to hustle. This, yeah. is, this is how you give giving back. Yeah. And that's the best thing you can ever do in life is, like, work up to the spot or work up to a point where now what you're working on is how you're going to give back. Yes. You know, instead of just, you know, constantly just worrying about what you got to do. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Agreed. That's what's up, my brother. This is my brother right here. Yeah, we've known each have. other for a hot minute. For a hot minute, this man. Is an easy we go back freestyling at uh, in the in the uh, in the what was that a Toyota? We was in there freestyling off YouTube yeah. back in the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We need to we need to do that again. Like I don't freestyle ever anymore. I don't Bro. freestyle rap. Talking to the freestyle king, right? I know. You were on rap chat yeah, king. You, you feel me? Battle lap king, right? Battle lap, yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle lap. You feel yeah. me? That shit was cool. Speaking yeah. of rap, let's get let's get on that topic real quick. Okay. You know, like. I want you know, like get into like how long you've been recording and like you know yeah you know what inspired you early on. Okay, so I'm 24 now. Mm-hmm. I first started writing lyrics when I was 14 years old mm-hmm. in high school, but I didn't like have a recording setup. Mm-hmm. Wrote lyrics and then uh, like I kept writing lyrics. I got more serious about recording music at the age of 17. Mm. That's really when I like started my music career and I made mm-hmm. the decision. This is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. So. For seven years, seven so years. seven going on eight years of nice. like seriously recording it, but mm-hmm. really, like, honestly, I feel like now that I've graduated school, like, that's another topic I know we're going to talk about. But, like, mm-hmm. now that I've graduated, I feel like since I've graduated mm-hmm. college, May 2017, mm-hmm. I've like I kind of feel like that's when I started my career because, mm-hmm. like, all the work I did before was kind of felt like practice, I had school, and like, I wasn't making my whole life about my career and about music it was mm-hmm. about getting my degree mm-hmm. and like I, I can't say those seven years meant nothing mm-hmm. but it was mastering my craft as an artist and li- writing lyrics and how to record and mm-hmm. how to collaborate so yeah. I was practicing mastering my skills trying to put in my 10,000 hours of mastering my skill as an artist mm-hmm. but since I've graduated has been business marketing Facebook ads YouTube ads like building a brand, building a business. I never did any of that before I graduated. Mm-hmm. When I was in school, it was about rap. Right. Now it's about, hold up, I'm also a businessman. I have to be. Mm-hmm. And so like, I feel like for this last year has been more business than it has been. Uh, it's been both, but it's been mostly like business. Right, right. So yeah, that's right. when my, I feel like my career really started a year ago almost. I feel you. You know? Okay, before we get to the more current things though, like yeah. what, um, you know, because you said in the first seven years, you know, like, it was school, but it was also rap. Like rap was always there. Yeah. Like what kept rap there for you? Like what was it? Just like something you seen when you were just a like a small kid, or like you know, like you know, I'm looking well, for that. Like what what, what kept me what kept me inspired was, dude, it, uh, being addicted to expressing myself. Like mm. I, I'm I need to. I'm not, I don't have a troubled background or anything like that. I grew up cool, but like mm-hmm. I have emotions, and just like anyone else, mm-hmm. and I literally have to like express myself somehow and so really when I first started Mm -hmm. um like 16 17 when I was like looking for beats on YouTube Mm -hmm. I would sit down at my bed put my notebook on my bed or my phone and write Mm -hmm. and since then that's where Mm -hmm. it came from for me so what kept me going was just literally being addicted to just expressing myself finding beats the love for rap you know I'm not a singer 
um, I'm trying to sing now, but like I rap, like that's where I came from. So yeah, um, just the just the addiction for expressing myself through that art form, and then of course freestyling that like really started the love for mm-hmm. for because it's so fun to do it, and it's another part of it. So just just being addicted to expressing myself, mm. and I'm also addicted to improvement. Yeah. I love growth and improvement, yeah. and I and I from basketball. Yeah, from basketball. Yeah, or it's just it's yeah. just bred in you. It came from basketball, but it did also just come from just always growing as a person. Like mm. even, I mean, I kind of been playing ball my whole life, but it's always been like I always want to be better at something. Mm-hmm. Uh, except school, that was the only thing I didn't get a damn about. But yeah. I've always wanted to be a better friend, better, okay. yeah. uh, better person, better family member, yeah. better, b- get, get in better shape. Yeah. Anything I can get better at that I, you know, I don't want to take on a million things. So, sorry, jump off topic. Oh, yeah, no. You just ran a half marathon? Yeah, I did. I got my medal right there. Uh, 13.1. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That boy half crazy. marathon. Yeah. Okay, no, nah, it, was, it was fucking crazy. My that's my sick. girlfriend is really like, she's actually the reason we did it. She mm-hmm. has already ran one, but then she like, we were talking on the phone once and she had already told me about this SF half marathon and she's like, oh, so when are you going to sign up for that half marathon? And I was kind of bullshit. like, I'm not. I don't want to do that, you know? And yeah. I was like, oh, like, I'll do it. She's like, no, do it right now. Like, get on the computer, sign up. Like, do it. I know you have the money to do yeah. it. It's only 150 bucks. Like, do it. Mm-hmm. She pressured me, and it was obviously a good thing. Like, yeah. it's a half marathon. It's not yeah. like, so I'm like, all right, fine, I will. Like, mm-hmm. just to kind of, like, you know, stop her from talking shit. Yeah. And I did it. Did I signed it. up, and I got hella nervous. We hung up, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was in two and a half months, but I was like, bro, what? Like, yeah. I never even ran, like, Six yeah. miles. Yeah. So from then on, two and a half months. Yeah. I for I ran every day, five to six days a week. I ran. Right. I always took a day off, but like I was running right. every day. Right. Yeah. The half marathon wasn't as hard as I thought it'd be. Yeah. It was hella fun. Keep going. Yeah. Your pace. Yeah. And there's water yeah. stations. Yeah. So like, yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I, I would recommend um, other people do it. I mean, it's not bad for you. Yeah. It's I ran, good for you. Yeah. I ran a five k. How was that? It was sick. It was hard. Five k. Like, like how much is that? That's just three point. Like two, you could run that though. Yeah, you exactly. do it on the treadmill all the time. But, yeah, exactly. But that was before though. That's what like mm. kickstarted me into this. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? And like before you got serious you about know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. Right. It's always something that gets you there, and then like once you do something like that, just like you said, you want to get better at it. Yeah. So like, yeah, now I'm running like every day. But, yeah. You know, isn't it great to run every day? It honestly is. Do you do it in the morning, night? When do you run? Uh, so you know, I usually wake up early, go drive a little lift. You feel me? And oh then, yeah. Uh, you know, then I hit the gym after, so around like eleven. Well, maybe. Yeah, you gotta try doing it before the sun comes up. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'll be thinking about that. Game changing. Yeah, yeah. Game. And everyone listening to this podcast, like, I just want everyone to know, like, you can get your work done at any time. You all have 24 hours, but I guarantee, like, if if you say you need more time, like, fucking wake up earlier. I'm not saying you, you're not like that, but just for the people listening, like, since I, when I, when I was in school, I woke Mm. up when I needed to go to class. My class at noon, I was in about 10, 10 30. Right, right. Since I've graduated, waking up at like six or even earlier, maybe Mm -hmm. 5 30 is Mm -hmm. like, how can, I don't see how I could be successful without waking up early. I don't see a world where that would work. Yeah. So straight up, I got a garden now, so it gets me up real early. There we go. You know, gotta go anything gets you. Make sure my little babies are okay. That's right. So I would recommend for anyone and you, like, bro, I'm telling you, get that exercise in first. Yeah, first thing, get up. Mm. Like I don't even, I just drink some water. Yeah, and a little bit of coffee maybe, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. then I just go run three, four, maybe five miles, and then. I come back and I gorge on like four or five eggs right. and I eat and I, and then I go shower and I'm so, oh my god I mean, bro imagine this mm. 9 a.m. or, or 8 mm-hmm. or 7 a.m. even mm-hmm. 7 a.m. or 7.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. and you're you've eaten a meal mm-hmm. you've showered and ran three or four miles by 7.30 yeah 7.30 that's before yeah. most people are up yeah. at our age for sure yeah like and then and then and you start you your start day and then by yeah. 1 p.m. let's say yeah. 1 yeah. So seven thirty to eight to nine, ten, eleven, twelve to one p.m. You've done a full day's work, and mm-hmm. it's one. Mm-hmm. Now you can go do whatever you want. Oh yeah, it's just yeah. You know, it's by one o'clock every day, I'm I'm damn near free. Yeah, you know, unless I want to do some extra grinding at night, like yeah, yeah, you know. So I feel you. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm getting off on that. My yeah. bad, but no, yeah. it's all good. We'll get back onto the yeah, 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 topic. No problem. But uh, hey, just know I'm with you, my brother. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Hell yeah. We were talking about how what kept me with music, and yeah. I was talking. Then you said the half marathon, so yeah, let, yeah. let's pick back up. My it's bad. all good. Speaking of like uh, the early rap days, like you remember your first rap you wrote? Hundred percent. Yeah, it was like I was fourteen and I wrote it. I had a crush on this chick, wrote it about her, and then I was like, "Well, this is." I got carried away with the music more than I did about 
her. So like, yeah, she nice. kept going with the music and shit. Yeah. I imagined like yeah. in my mind, I uh-huh. had imagined that Trey Songs would be doing the hook. Nice. <laughs> and I like in my head though, I nice. believed it, and I was like, yeah, I'll just hit him up on MySpace. Like he'll definitely do it. Mm-hmm. Like that's the attitude I had. I just, feel you. And I never lost the attitude of just like, wow. obviously I haven't met Trey Songs yet, but it's just like that's just always been the attitude I came with. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was my first rap song. That's what's up, yeah. man. So yeah, that's talking about early on. So like now though, what what's driving you? What's keeping you going? Just I put so much fucking work into it. Like I've been doing yeah. it for t- writing for ten years and doing this shit since I was seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like just just knowing like I don't want to give up. Enough people have have told me to keep going. Enough people have have come to my performances. Enough people have pulled money out and gave me money based mm-hmm. on my music, either with clothing or a hard copy. And it's just mm-hmm. like. I just remember those times. Enough people have made enough social media posts uh, about my music just to, just for me to be like, I, I've seen it already happen. I've seen people, I've touched people physically and seen that it is it is what it is. And I'm not trying to brag and I'm not flexing or stunting or anything. It is what it is. I've mm. seen it. I, I, I've got like, I've just gotten people that have already believed in it. And so that's what keeps me going. And the challenge of making it without a label um, and I've also just like expanded what I want now I don't just rap I produce which I know you want to talk about like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. keeps me going because I just want to keep giving people more shit to to, to want to support I mm-hmm. want to give people stuff to support mm-hmm. so it's the people who supported me really that that have like kept me going with it and not yeah, wanting man. to quit you know yeah day one man I've seen this dude gassing <laughs> thank you you know yeah and like I feel like other people didn't see it because they don't understand rap. They didn't understand how you were really creating flows and melodies in your head oh, while you're like, you know, fourteen, like, you know what I'm saying, high school, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like like so yeah, you know, like thank you. cool. And like Means a lot. Yeah, I'm glad to see you still going, bro. Like, thank you. And like you know I'm always support you. Fuck yeah. If y'all didn't know that song in the beginning we had on was one of your singles. Myself. Myself. It's a hot one. Thank I you love so that much. Song. It's thank a real you. powerful song. It's a good vibe too, you thank know. You. So yeah, really loving it, loving what this man's doing. Let's um, Thank you let's You're... talk about Chico State. Okay. You know, let's talk about college. Okay. You a rapper with a college degree. Yeah. You an artist with a college degree. Yeah. Talk about that and how that plays a role in like you know your business and your brand and everything today. Uh, let's see. What do you want me to spe- do? You want me to talk about my own experience or just more like you know, uh, you know, for the person like, do you feel like you have an advantage? Or do you feel like you learned something no. in those days? No. no. I didn't learn anything from being in the classroom about business, if that's what you want to know. Like, okay. Not a damn thing, no. Yeah. I didn't learn any. Like, my teachers helped me outside of class mm-hmm. because I went to seek out their help because I liked their vibe. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I could, like, I could count on one hand the classes that really, really helped. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Um, I feel that. But for the most part, I'd say I got a lot out of the social aspect of being okay. away at school um, being with a lot like Chico State has this reputation of being a party school and it's dirty and there's you know you know drug sex and rock and roll that's the mm-hmm. reputation but really mm-hmm. when you get there and you go to school there what you find out is there's actually a lot of hungry young energetic individuals you know and mm-hmm. I, especially in the business school where we I did entrepreneurship quote unquote as my concentration and mm-hmm. so many young hungry energetic positive individuals and they were competitive mm-hmm. and it helped to be around that yeah. that to me was more uh that to me gave me more than like what was in the textbooks or mm-hmm. what was on the tests yeah. or the homework so yeah. i gained a lot from that i also gained a lot from like i would do music and i was around the people i wanted to reach the millennial age group mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i was like hey what do you think of this song i'm like around yeah. hundreds yeah. of millennials per week mm-hmm. you know i could just say hey what, what do you think of this song? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and some people don't know that I also worked on the uh, the basketball team, the Chico State men's basketball right, team, right. one of the top Division twos in the nation. Right. And I worked with them for three years. I was basically I was part of the family, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. And I yeah. and working with them was great because they were top of the food chain socially. You know what I mean? Because right, they're, right. they're the basketball team. They didn't. We don't really have that many popular sports at Chico, other than mm-hmm. that. Men's soccer is pretty popular. Um, men's baseball is, but that was the most popular sport, and mm-hmm. I was on that. And so it was cool to be around them, getting to know what are the really like, what is the popular, what are the popular dudes like to listen to? What are the dudes who are most popping mm-hmm. at this school like? And I got to get a taste of the sound that they like to hear mm-hmm. and the vibe they like to get around. 
Yeah. So it was helpful a lot for my music that way. That's when you dropped that Sausen. Yeah. That, oh yeah, Sausen with yeah. And talk about that because then you had a, like apparel to go out with the song. Yeah, Sausen. Like, Sausen like, was a that was a that was a big step. I feel like. For yeah, you. Like, Sausen you know? was a big step. You're right. You know. I mean, so Sausen was this song. Um, we had four total people working on that song. Nice. We had me, Leezy the Gifted. Song. Yeah, we built it. <laughs> we had two artists and two producers. Nice. So we had Leezy the Gifted. Mm-hmm. We had Most Wanted, aka Michael Warren. He was the singer. He was the, also the other person on there. Mm-hmm. The um, the guy who made the beat, Straight Sevens, mm-hmm. was the name of the person who made the beat. Jack oh. Jack Messing, mm-hmm. and then um, Corey Wallace nice. was like the engineer, and he also had it his touch. So mm-hmm. think about that: mm-hmm. two producers and two artists, all creative. Yeah. So. And then um, my friend Evan made the uh, the artwork for it, which mm-hmm. is like this dope ass like Technicolor sriracha um, sauce bottle. Yeah, you know sriracha is like the most popular sauce. It is. So I like to put it on there. <laughs> I feel you, man. So so it all just dude it yeah. came together well. And then um, yeah, the song is lit. Like if you haven't heard it, sauce and it's on my SoundCloud on my YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, go check it out. It's a dope ass song. But and just like kudos to everyone who worked on it. And then I found out about a website called Teespring. Mm. T-E-E spring.com yeah. yeah. you can you can build almost anything any apparel shirt yeah. long sleeve hoodie mm-hmm. tank tops pillowcases mm-hmm. iPhone cases socks mm-hmm. put any image you want mm-hmm. right and sell it to people but you don't need to touch the apparel at all right like someone right. orders it they do all the work the Teespring does all the they create the product they screen print it and they ship it out they give you like a super super tiny cut Obviously, like barely, barely any cut of it. Because right, yeah. But like, it worked for me because people loved the artwork and they loved the song, and people wanted that shirt. I think I sold like maybe like fifteen or twenty shirts. Um, I got I I mean that dude that that was amazing and like I took home like maybe fifty bucks total. Yeah, it was solid, bro. It was awesome. It was a great release. Like the only thing we're missing is a music video, and I'm pissed off we don't have it, but. Yeah. It's never too late. Like I can yeah, still do it and re-release that yeah. song. Get back out there. Um, but yeah, dude, that song was great. Like people loved it. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was good for me. That that, that was a really good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while we're on that topic, uh, it actually can help me get into this next topic because yeah. you know, actually out here in Walnut Creek, I saw a kid rocking the Sawson shirt. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, that was like that was big because Emilio. like you know what I'm saying you know like. You know, like, yeah, the kids, you know, only mess with the things that are cool. You yeah. know, the kids kind of control the wave, like, totally. you know, like when it comes to marketing. Yeah. So, like, how do you, like, you know, how do you reach out to, like, that generation, you yeah. know, other than just, like, the party, like, adult art generation? Yeah. Like, you know? So, what, like, the big advantage I have is, like, my part-time job is I coach youth basketball. Okay. I work with a program called Advanced Skills Academy in Prime. Mm-hmm. And, like, so I work with kids second through eighth grade. Nice. So, I, like, there it is. Like, I'm, I'm with them multiple times a week I talk to them like that's how I connect I ask what music do you guys listen to what are you what are you guys doing mm-hmm. you know like what's hot now is Fortnite is super hot like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people just the way they talk about things and the way they act is like it's easy to interact and plus honestly bro I'm still a kid like I don't forget I, I don't I don't feel like I feel grown up but at the same time like I always just strive to have fun and that's the, that's what these kids want to do like they have big dreams but they want to have fun mm-hmm. and so I feel like that's a big thing for me that I relate to mm-hmm. is that like I never I still remember how it was to be eight and nine and ten like and like the kids that I coach like when I look at them I know how they look at me because I looked at my coaches the way they look at me mm-hmm. and it's humbling but I know what it feels like mm-hmm. so I just like I'm with them all the time that's mm-hmm. my advantage and I think that like if you, I would recommend working with youth because like really the target market is that age group mm-hmm. from fourth to eight, ninth grade mm-hmm. and uh, fourth on because fourth graders have phones and Snapchats and Instagrams mm-hmm. and yes it's monitored by their parents but mm-hmm. all, you know only to a certain extent some parents don't monitor their kids phones that much um, yeah. I think also another thing is connecting with parents right. and like right. parents like when they hear that I rap like what I first thought was going to happen was parents were going to be like uh oh like we need to figure out a way to monitor this coach because he raps no it's not really been like that most of the uh, parents really want to know about my music and mm-hmm. show my kid, show their kids not my music because I don't really put a lot of bad words mm-hmm. that much in it. So, and I do it because I want kids to listen to it. Um, mm-hmm. And like some of my songs in the past had more bad words, but I've been working on it because I want kids to hear it. Mm-hmm. I want kids to know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I just think like, bro, you're right. The kids are the trendsetters, and I think like people really don't get that. And I think that like you know, 
it's important to like I cater my music more for them than I do for the, like the millennials. I don't t- I don't do drugs and I don't excessively drink mm-hmm. and I don't want to ever talk about that in my music. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't allude to a lot of sexual references in my music. I talk about love, but not like you know how some right. rappers are really dirty. Like right. I just don't, and it's because I want kids to hear it because I care about kids and I care about their impact on our world. It's like. How stupid could you be to just disregard what the younger kids are doing? They're gonna be taking over right. our world right. not too long from now. So right. why don't we just let's just reach to them now and take care of them? Build them up. Yeah, and you, you know, know, and business wise, mm-hmm. like on the business side, mm-hmm. um, they say that it takes like you gotta touch somebody. You have to have at least a hundred touch points with someone before they give you their money. That means through an email, a message, a post, a song, whatever piece of content. Mm-hmm. Usually, it takes people a hundred times. Before they actually buy something, does that make like no, it makes think sense about though. that? Think it about does. yeah interactions, how, all that. Yeah, yeah. how you many know, views, emotions, feels, right. all that comes into play though too. Like after like you know the simple things you can count on your fingers, like exactly, like, yeah. How many posts? Mm-hmm. Like so, just knowing that makes you think. Okay, like if this kid's been with me since fourth grade, That's by the time right. he does get his money mm-hmm. from allowance and Christmas mm-hmm. and stuff, like who's he gonna spend his money on? Right, the guy he just talked to. The guy he just saw a year mm-hmm. ago, or mm-hmm. the guy who's been with him since fourth grade, probably the guy who's been with him since fourth grade. So, from an impersonal business side, it's so much smarter. Mm-hmm. But also, just from that personal side, you get a much deeper connection. Yeah. It feels better. So, yeah, yeah, heck yeah, man, I feel you, and I always see you like connecting, like with like you know, like your fans or like you know your supporters on like social media. Talk about social media and how like you use that for like you know. Your brand. Yeah, social media is, I mean, it, it's how you connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I think, like, um, I think something some people, and I'm not an expert on social media, but I think something people get mixed up about is, like, I don't I don't really treat social media as this is my, how I'm plugging myself. It's more about how do I deliver value to people? How do I bring people enjoyment? That's, or it doesn't have to be enjoyment. It can be another kind of emotion but mine is like how do I bring people some kind of a positive feeling to their life and that's what social media to me is about because like I mean you're like they're, they don't have a purchase function on Instagram yet you, you have the slide up function which is where you can go to a website mm-hmm. Facebook you they don't have a buy now button mm-hmm. and I think people treat it like there's a buy now button but there isn't the the social media platforms that we use is supposed to be to deliver value and content to eventually get people to a place where they can buy. That that's that's the truth. So I treat social media as let me deliver as much value as possible. And let me say this too, social the the seeing the opportunities on this deep in this digital world has actually opened up my mind to think about what kinds of things can I do. So I went from writing lyrics and recording and rapping and putting out songs to now why did I start producing? Well, on YouTube, you can make behind the scenes videos of how to produce. People like that. Mm-hmm. You can also make music videos, but you can also make like instructional videos. Yeah. What if I learn something and then teach people a skill? Now I'm not just giving somebody a popping song to listen to. I'm actually teaching somebody something. Right. That's more value. Yeah. So I'm thinking of social media as this is the way I'm going to bring people more value. Mm-hmm. Not how do I get their money? How do I yeah. give them some shit? So then they'll give me my, their money. But that's, yeah. you know, I'm cut, cut and dry. Mm-hmm. I'm in it to make some money. Yeah, uh, of course. I'm yeah. also in it to bring people value, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat this shit. Mm-hmm. Most people are just I'm in it to bring value. I'm in it. Yeah, I am, but I want to get some money too. I'm trying to make I'm trying to make a living. Mm-hmm. So, but the way to do it is how do I bring value? How do I genuinely care mm-hmm. about the people that watch what yeah. I'm doing? That's what social yeah. media is about. You yeah, know? and like for me, I feel like in this age, like a lot of like artists or the rappers, they're like, you know, making money off exploiting our flaws instead of trying to help our flaws. What do you mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that we want to party all day and we want to, like, sleep all uh, through the day and want to, like, go kick it with the homies instead of, like, locking in on your goals and your dreams, you know? Like, they're exploiting that fact and, like, saying, like, yeah, party, turn up, twerk it, you know? You know, and they're getting money for telling us that. Whereas, like, you're trying to get money for telling us how to build ourselves and empower ourselves. Yeah. And like, you know, when you, you relate it back to kids, it's just like, I know I really rather have my kids listen to an artist who's really trying to build them up instead of just trying to exploit their flaws. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know I'm going to say this, like, one of the things you were going to ask about was like, what, where's the state of the rap game? And I'm going to 
touch it on this, what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite artists is Drake. Mm -hmm. He's like tied for first with Kevin Gates. Mm -hmm. Let me talk about Drake. The reason I love Drake is because he came in the rap game, which is a, uh, the rap game is um, who's more masculine and the rap game is who's tougher and who can look cooler than the other guy. Drake's is, I'm gonna be emotional, I'm gonna talk about things that hurt me, I'm gonna talk about how women have hurt me and how women have brought me up, but I'm gonna talk about like love in the rap game, which wasn't, they didn't mix well, mm -hmm. but he made it mix well. Mm -hmm. And when his songs pop off, some of them are a little generic, like One Dance, a little generic, Hotline Bling, okay. I like those songs, but he also has songs that actually talk about love that pop off, and I love that. You know, like the song with Michael Jackson, Don't Matter to Me, like mm -hmm. he talks about a, a girl who's like trying to get over him, and he's like, that's not the way to get over me. Like, it's just like, mm -hmm. he's actually interacting with the girl. Mm -hmm. Not F this, not F this hoe. Right, you right. Know, I right. get her and leave her. It's just right. like, because none of, I don't think we're like that. We're not really like gorillas like that. We're not, we aren't. Norm, majority of the people aren't. And I think Drake, like, changed the game for that. And I really appreciate what he's done. And people people are going to hate on that, but it's whatever, you know? No, I feel so, you. Straight up. It's all about uplifting people. And I agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. The music industry, to me, is outdated in so many ways. And just business-wise, they're completely outdated. Mm -hmm. And culturally, yeah, I think they're also very outdated for mm -hmm. the most part. I think that some of it is, some of it's not. Like, I think Spotify playlists are awesome. I think there's really good music on some Spotify playlists. My girlfriend puts me on to some cool playlists that From are the good. more independent side, or are you talking about from the pop side? Or just like it's just, just got like good music. Like okay. these Spotify playlists mm -hmm. have some damn good music. I'm hearing mm -hmm. it's like wow, this is good stuff. But mm -hmm. like business wise, the music industry is, t is is outdated. You know, I don't know if you know, but like so in the year, I don't know what year it's been, but if you total the amount of revenue that all the music industry has collected, that's tours, that's merch, that's music, all of the music industry, every company, that revenue does not add up to what Amazon single-handedly has done. One company based mm. on the entire music right, industry. Right, now, right. Amazon's a right, powerhouse, right. but we're talking mm -hmm. one company still, mm -hmm. to an entire industry. Mm -hmm. That There's a problem. Mm -hmm. The music industry misses out on billions of dollars a year. Mm. They don't know how to manage contacts. They don't know how to manage data. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't know, like, so there's that. And culturally, like, most, like, rap especially, music and rap, hip-hop, right now is is basically we're just killing our children. That's like that's how I think yeah, of it, and we I need to fight it. against it. But I think we're just basically like teaching kids, hey, like let, like you can do drugs, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like right now, really popular rappers are all like under twenty one, damn near. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of popular under twenty one rappers with face tattoos who do drugs and say it's cool to do drugs. How's a fourth grader has Snapchat? Like a fourth grader has access to this. You're in fourth grade and so, you're yeah. so it's like fourth grade. Fourth grade growing up for me, I was at the park. Yeah, me too. I feel you. I was um. Chasing girls, you know, playing lava in the sand. You know, the, the sand's <laughs> lava. That. You know, we climbing don't up. Get the, yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. the lava. You yeah. know, what I'm saying shooting hoops. Uh, Did you, you know, have a phone in Vikings. Uh, no, I didn't. I don't think I got a. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, no, we didn't. I didn't get a phone until first year of high school. Yep, me too. <laughs> same. <laughs> I think the summer year, of yeah. freshman year, because yeah. my mom realized I would be away a little bit more than That's, usual. Yeah, so she was like, "Yeah, you get a phone, you share it with your brother." Yeah, it was a Nokia. <laughs> I you feel me? The little, the little phone yep, with the little snake. Yeah, yeah. That's what we used to play. play that snake. Game. Okay. Yeah. You for real, man. For yes. real. All this is great. We're actually gonna take a break right now. You know, you're checking in with your man, Lisa the Gifted. It's Keys on the West Coast. Yeah. Connected. Lately, I've been feeling myself, myself, putting in his work by myself, by myself. Sometimes all the homies come through, come through. Bring the drinks, man. I'm feeling brand new, brand yeah, new. Yeah. So since 2018 started, I've been I put out a lot of singles. I think like eight, maybe seven or eight singles. Um, you can find everything on SoundCloud.com/slash Lizzy the Gifted. Lizzy the Gifted's all one word. Um, you can find me on every streaming platform. But yeah, I mean, so when I graduated, I just was like, hey, I need to start producing my own music. Mm -hmm. um, and I did. I've been producing. I've been playing piano for three, four months now. I've been taking lessons and uh, yeah, just getting my music theory game way, 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 way up. Uh, learn how to mix, learn how to master, learn how to make beats and just been producing my own music since um, December probably. So 
don't know, what are we in August? You know, seven months. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so, or not even longer than that. It's been like a year since I've been producing my own music. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, producing my own music has been dope because it's hella fun and mm-hmm. it's way easier mm-hmm. um, than trying to link up with people. At the same time, like, there's more creativity when you collaborate, but bro, think about how like, I can go into the studio at any time mm-hmm. with nothing and mm-hmm. start and finish a whole song, a whole album mm-hmm. if I wanted to, which mm-hmm. I'm doing. So that's the stuff I've released. I've released a bunch of songs that I fully produced, like the song Keith has been playing myself. I also released just a bunch of songs. You could go on my uh, SoundCloud and check them out. Mm-hmm. Easy to get to it all one word. Mm-hmm. You could go on any streaming platform. But I've also been working on this EP called Truth Be Told. Uh, the And I'm finished with it. The only reason I haven't released it is because I'm putting together so much marketing materials for it, for it to be a really, really big release, for it to have merchandise at the end of it. And I'm also putting together this kind of secret behind-the-scenes, mm-hmm. um, in-depth experience for people that you can only get to in a certain way. You have to follow a certain um, like chain of events to actually get to it. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really exclusive, and like it's a lot, a lot of work. And that has been why I haven't release that that so yeah that's basically where I'm at okay so, yeah and talk about uh, your process like that you go to through when uh, you know creating a, even a song or even like a, your whole EP yeah. like you know how do you get in your zone it's a it's a it's a big question because it's different almost every time it's different mm. when I'm by myself um, you know I made that song myself by myself obviously so that was easy but um, sometimes when I'm by myself, it's kind of difficult because I just don't have any ideas. And when I'm with other people that are creative, it's like, it's like cutting through hot butter. Like mm-hmm. it's easy to make a song when I have other people around. Mm-hmm. If everyone's ready and willing to be a part of the process. So how's the process go? I mean, usually I start with the beat. You know, I make a beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll either start with the rhythm or the melody. Usually m- rhythm, meaning the drums. Play the drums. Get a good temp. You know, if I want, if I want to go off. I'll go the fast tempo, get mm-hmm. some hot drums, mm-hmm. and I'll play some killer keys on that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, then I'll start writing. Generally, the verse comes first, but a lot of the really good songs I've made, my hook is I write the hook first, mm. and I'm trying to deliberately write my hooks first because mm-hmm. every time I write the hook and have that super super dialed in, mm-hmm. like myself, I wrote the hook first. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've been feeling myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have another song called "Bussing Down" where mm-hmm. I thought of the oh, hook. Yeah. There oh, I yeah. go. Busting yeah. and I, yeah. when the hook comes first, the songs are always way better. So, okay. drums, it usually goes drums, melodies, hook, mm-hmm. verses, and then I record. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't spend a lot of time recording. I usually do one, two takes per thing. Okay. Um, unless it's a really difficult melody, mm-hmm. I'll do like 10. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do, they take a lot of takes, mm-hmm. and I don't do that. I practice it so much, and I'm just really confident in what I'm doing to where I don't really record that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I mix. Mm-hmm. Mixing takes a long time. And then I master. And then um, I create an artwork on Canva.com. I do my little artwork. And uh, yeah, that's how I put my songs out. That's right. basically the process. Um, my music theory knowledge is not that developed to where I can go, you know, I want this exact thing to happen. And I do that. Mm-hmm. Usually, I come to my process and go, Hmm, what's gonna happen today? What am I gonna create? How am I feeling? Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. And I, I honestly, I actually think my music is better that way than if I go, you know, I want this exact sound. I'm going to chase after exactly what's in my mind. I think that that would slow me down, and I'm just not that kind of person to get slowed down. So I think my lack of music theory is kind of it kind of helps me in a way, mm. um, or I use it to my advantage. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, man, that's how my process goes. Um, I'm always trying to grow, though, and I do want my music theory to get broader. I want to learn how to actually create sounds and um, learn the ins and outs of how songs are constructed. Uh, I've been listening to a lot more genres. I don't just listen to hip-hop and rap anymore. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mentioned like my girlfriend show- and her showing me Spotify playlists. We listen to um, Chill, I think it's called Chill Pop Chill Out, which mm-hmm. is like chill pop songs. She listens to country, so I listen to country. Country has got some really right. awesome melodies and very simple but good storytelling. Shout out Hootie. Yeah. <laughs> There's Rucker. We listen to uh, we listen to Eric Church. We listen okay. to okay. I don't know the artist names, but right, right, yeah, I know that one. Um, <laughs> man, we just listen. I've been listening to so much more singer songwriters because I just found out about this artist you will love called Alanis Morissette. Okay. She's not country, but 
holy shit, like, what? just singer-songwriter, like, dude, she does the weirdest, craziest things with her voice that are, like, jaw-dropping, and the songs mm-hmm. are hella cla- uh, catchy, so, just, I've just been listening to different types of music, mm-hmm. and I think that, now I'm coming up with these ideas for lyrics, and I'm like, man, like, it's so much easier for me to think of melodies, because I listen to songs mm-hmm. with more melodies, mm-hmm. rap doesn't have melodies, all mm-hmm. the melodies in rap are all based on auto-tune, mm-hmm. and it's not like, a lot of engineers are doing the work. I'm getting off topic. My bad. No, the point okay. is, it's I'm okay. listening to more hey, genres. This is our time. Yeah, so I'm, hey, I'm listening we to. We ain't got no studios yeah. happening. No, you're right. Hey, you're right. Hey. You're right. Ain't no one pulling the plug on Ain't no I'm red just, lights like, up in here. I'm going everywhere. Hey, this but is for us. This is for the people. Yeah. Man. Like, yeah, if you got a thought, this is your platform. Okay. Yeah. Good, you're brother. right. You're right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's like my process has been getting better, I think, because I've been listening to more types of genres. Mm-hmm. A lot of different artists, a lot of different types of music. Um, dude, I'm just I'm I'm honestly a pretty open-minded person. Like mm-hmm. I, I have my things that I'm kind of setting my ways about. There's certain things that I have that are just me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when it comes to music, I, I have my things that I like. But I'm really open to hearing music. I hear you. Very. Man. So yeah. I think that helps me a lot. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's basically how my process goes. I hope that answered the question. It was kind of all over the place, but no, that was yeah. Cool. Hey, that for sure answered me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to. I heard you uh, say you use a site called Canvas. Oh, Canva. Oh, yeah, C-A-N-V-A dot okay. com. Dude, awesome okay. little, it's yeah. like sort of like a version of Photoshop. How do you, how do you find all these things? How do I find Canva? You, this man, he showed me Anchor. Oh, you yeah, told me Gabe. Gabe. Everything uh, I found out Teespring, about. Teespring, you know what I'm Dude, saying? everything I found out about a friend told me. Mm-hmm. My homie Connor Jean. How important is like that? Your friends and like the people around you. Extremely, like. like Oh yeah. What like I'm not yeah. gonna be a millionaire by myself. Right. Like man. what like I'm not gonna be successful by I myself. So yeah. I mean yeah like like it's just like all these tools I'm finding out about all from mm-hmm. someone else telling me. Right. My homie Connor told me about Teespring and he told me about Canva. My boy Gabe told me about Anchor. Yeah. I don't even who else like just mm-hmm. if I think of other things I'll say them. But yeah dude like every. You know, everybody like contributes to what I'm doing, and I never for once take for granted the people that have pushed me. Mm-hmm. You know, you asked earlier in this interview, like, what keeps me going? Mm-hmm. Other people. Yeah. Um, uh, my, uh, I did another clothing release called It's Not Me, It's We, because it's mm-hmm. all about the we. It's not mm-hmm. about me. Like, I'm just a spokesperson for us. I'm not about all about myself. Now, I have a song called Myself. Right. But the idea is, like, you have to do work by yourself. I even did a podcast about this where. I called it uh, passion and pr- being passionate and practical. Where, if you want to make your passion practical, you got to do a lot of work by yourself. You got to be solo. Mm-hmm. Most of it, actually, I'd even say eighty to ninety percent of the work you do, you got to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. But there's that ten percent of work that can be done with other people. You can get their ideas. You can take other people's skill sets into account. And of course, the only way to be successful is other people's support. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying the work that gets put into it, you got to do at least ninety percent by yourself. Yeah. If not more, maybe ninety five. Yeah. So no yeah. one, you know, and I learned how to mix and master on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So someone else taught it to me, but I learned it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the Seek piano, information. yeah, mm-hmm. piano lessons. Someone's teaching them to me, but I'm the one practicing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the one who bought my keyboard, mm-hmm. right? I'm the one who bought Logic Pro. I'm the one who mm-hmm. bought my speakers. Mm-hmm. You know, luckily I got the laptop gifted to me. Like, thank God. Mm-hmm. If not, I would have bought it myself though. Like, mm-hmm. just like. So much. You have to, I funded my all my clothing, like my last clothing re- release, the hoodies. I funded mm-hmm. that myself. Mm-hmm. I got designed from someone else, but I funded it myself. It's like you got to do a lot of stuff by yourself, but you are not going to get anywhere without somebody being like, hey, this is dope. You're right. by yourself doing this, but I like what you're doing, and I'm going to give you money or I'm going to give you some kind of support to help you. So, mm-hmm. dude, it's like that's how it is. It's yin and yang. You got to be solo, but you got to have that we aspect also. So, you got to have a balance of both. I hear you, man. Yeah. That's what's up. And on the topic of your brands, man, or of clothing, like, talk about your brands. Talk about GBC and so, Writer's Blog. So, let's, I want to clear up, like, Gifted by Choice is not my clothing brand. Right. It's my friend Evan's clothing uh, brand. But, boy, yeah. yeah, Evan Maeda, who works at, yup. <laughs> he, you know, and Evan is one of the earliest, he's the one who really got my music career started. Man. He told me, you need he's to make a mixtape. Yeah, he's he like, you're the one. On yeah, he did. You know? like, yeah, man, Evan man. is an old soul. Um, and uh, so he started the clothing brand, brand Gifted by Choice the mm-hmm. same time I started doing music. Um, and I kind of adopt, I got so inspired by his message, Gifted by Choice. We all have a gift. It's our choice to bring it to fruition. So I took that so much so that I call myself Lizzie the Gifted because of that. Mm-hmm. Because I have a gift right. and I'm bringing it to fruition. Right. We're all the gifted of something. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, Kesey the gifted. It can be whatever your gift is. Everybody's gifted. So mm-hmm. I've adopted that, and I've kind of, with the last clothing release we did, It's Not Me, It's We, we really talked about that as more of a collaboration between Gifted by Choice and Leezy the Gifted. And I think until I really get the ball rolling with my own brand, it's going to stay that way mm-hmm. until I become so successful to the point where I can basically talk to Evan about me me really taking on more responsibility. Mm-hmm. But right now it's a partnership. Right now it's a sponsorship. He's sponsoring me. He does free design work for me. He hooks me up with people. He gives me ideas. Um, you know, So that's what it is. And then the Writer's Block Entertainment... Um, you know, I want to eventually run a company with a record label where I help artists and I help other people with their brands. Mm-hmm. Writer's block, what that means is when you everybody's got some kind of creative block that they go through. And so you got to get through it somehow, though. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different way of getting through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people take a step away. Other people come at it from a different – just everybody's got a different way of overcoming their creative block. And it's not just a creative block. In sports, you're going to have a – some kind of block where you're just not hitting your shots. You're just not, you're just not in the rhythm that you used to be in. And so you got to come overcome it. It's about overcoming challenges. Mm-hmm. Writer's block, entertainment. It's overcoming challenges through entertainment. That's what I do. I entertain people. So that's what we're all about. And it, it's comprised of me, uh, Lizzy the Gifted, King K Y N G King Melvo, and um, A Gabe. And of course, like we have so many other people that support it. Like. Like Ken, we got Sky the Pilot, we have of course Keys, like Corey Wallace supports it. Like we have a lot of people who are supporting what we're doing and it's because they understand what we're doing. It's all about mm-hmm. we're trying to help people overcome challenges. So mm-hmm. that's what it is. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. That's the way we should be. Mm-hmm. Staying positive, but also helping each other out. You know? How uh <coughs> how important would you say it is, like, you know, just being positive every day and like, you know, not having any bad days is to how you important? How important would you say it is? You know, just to like being like your creative self and like standing in your element. Man, it's important. I mean, <coughs> just for starters, it is impossible to go perfect with a perfect day all the time every day. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna happen. You're gonna have a bad day. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You got to just come back to what's important to you. I think that it's, dude. Like, okay, I just watched this video. <clears throat> this guy named Dan Locke. Dan. Space L O K. Now he, I found out about him on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta watch him if you haven't. He's awesome. He's hella funny. He's this Asian like freaking millionaire, and he's amazing. But he says the chances of you being a millionaire are very slim. I think he said less than. I remember the number like less than one percent of the population is a millionaire. Mm-hmm. So the chances of you being a millionaire are very low. In fact, you're probably not going to be a millionaire. That's the fact. If you want the chance, though, like things that are a given. Or you gotta work hard. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a good attitude. You gotta have positive attitude. You gotta be open minded. It's like that is like a given though. Like that's just like like now that I've been listening to more entrepreneurs talk about how to be successful, they don't even talk about being positive. Mm-hmm. Like they don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't hear it because it's like, duh. It's right. just such a freaking given that it's yeah. like we're not even gonna mention it. Like we're gonna mm-hmm. start talking about more stuff. Right. You know, with our basketball program, like. When we start out in September, we start very basic. But once once October, November, December, January, February rolls around, we don't we don't keep talking about the same basketball concepts with our players. If you still aren't doing those things, you're just not going to play. Mm-hmm. Like that's just it. We tell our kids that, hey, listen, like we've already told you about boxing out. We've already told you about how to be strong with the ball since September. It's January. If you don't get it now because you're lacking focus, you just need to. You're just gonna sit on the bench. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs take the game on that same way. We're not gonna keep talking about how to be positive. Like you should already right. know that. If you don't know how to be positive, like you need to go freaking read some books because there's no chance you're gonna be successful if you don't have a positive mindset. So I think it's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to do it, go freaking figure it out. YouTube, <laughs> how to be positive, yeah. or find a freaking book because yeah. like. If you're not positive, get the hell away from me for sure. Right. I'm sick of trying to save people. I'm yeah. sick of trying to be somebody's savior on being. No, like if you don't know how to be positive, like if you're just negative, like don't even come to my place. Yeah. Don't come to my space. Don't come to my content because it's not for you. I promise. Right. So right. that's what it is. Amen. Hey, good vibes only, baby. Yes. Good vibes only. Yeah. Good vibes. Speaking of good vibes, hey, talk about your favorite performance to this day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's hella hard. I. I I'm gonna talk about two of them. I have one okay. that was at this place called, oh my God, please.
please please let me remember the name. Uh, brick and mortar in San Francisco. I opened up for a guy named Milk uh, uh, Black Milk. And the reason it was my favorite performance was because I think I had gotten. I, I was working at this internship, and like all of my fellow interns all came out. They made it this big deal, like, oh, are you going to Lee's performance? Like, are you going? Like, who's got, like, and all the, everybody, like, got ready. They got dressed up. Like, the girls came dressed up. The guys came dressed up. Like, made it this big-ass deal. And, like, it was sick because, like, I had, like, 30 people that were there, like, chanting. Like, and there was 100 other people there that were, like, there for black milk. And they looked at me like, what is going, who is this guy? Like, right. who is that guy? Right. Because who are all these people that came wow. out just for him? So, right. and like energy wise, dude, it was awesome. My girlfriend came and, um, she came and I, it was dope. I actually did like a song for her. Like I said, Hey, come here. Like in front of everyone, I told her to sit down on the stage. She sat down and like, I rapped this song for her mm-hmm. and it was like, it was a special moment. Like I'd never done anything like that. Uh-huh. Um, people had never seen anything like that. And mm-hmm. so like that made it a special moment. So dude, it was just a special time. It was good. And, uh, the other performance that was monumental was I opened up for Russ. So I don't know if people know who Russ is, but he's like nice. one of my biggest inspirations yeah. because he produces his own music. Now, I don't want to taint his name. He talks a lot about how he has no openers. For this show, I was actually not even supposed to do it. I had booked my slot, and then the booking company came and said, hey, like we're actually not doing openers. But yeah. I had such a good relationship with the booking agent that he was like, but like for you, since you already gave me your deposit, like you already sold some tickets, like I'm gonna let you slide for this. Nice. But like they don't want openers. I was like, fine, like thank you so much. Yeah. So me opening for that was awesome. It was the toughest crowd to begin with. I got up there and I could tell everybody just wanted to see Russ. Mm-hmm. Russ fans are really loyal to Russ. Yeah. Like that's cult following. Yeah. I performed I in front of a cult following for someone else. Right. And I still impress people. I still got a lot of Instagram followers because I just w- walked up to people. Literally after my show, mm-hmm. I walked up to like probably 20 people. Hey, how are you? Like, I just performed. Please tell me how I did. Did I do good? Did I do bad? Please be honest. And people gave me honest feedback and I got their Instagram. And I still follow them and yeah. talk to them. Nice. So, and then I stayed and saw Russ perform and I was backstage. I watched 600 people, sold out crowd, sing. I'm not, I'm, I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating. Sing every word to every song. Yeah. Did not stop singing. Yeah. Every word to every song for like an hour and a half. Wow. That's and nice. I'm like, what yeah. is this? Like, I, I've gotten into his music. Dude, he's awesome. But like, bro, like that was an experience for me to learn. I went from a cult following crowd that didn't want to see me. I kind of impressed them. And then I saw this guy do his thing. I met him afterward and I just kind of said, what's up? I respect you. No need for a pic or an autograph. Like, I just want to tell you I respect you. I'm going to let you get to your fans. You're awesome. And I left. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, dude, it was, it was monumental. It was a great nice. experience. So nice. I had a... Uh, Corey Lamberts was there. Nice. And uh, he came through the whole time and he's like, Who is Russ? Like, we want more Leezy the gift. And like, screaming it. And people Uh, are looking at him and he showed me so much support. So it was just cool. I mean, he was kidding, obviously, but it was just cool to have that kind of support. So, yeah. I'm telling you, man, when the team loves what you're doing, it just like gives you that Mm -hmm. that little like uh, burst of confidence. You feel me? Like, you feel me? Because I'm the people you you really fuck with. So it's like, you know? Yes. You want that love. You need that love. Yes. For real. That's what's up. And so that was the first one. What about the next one? Both the the, the one in oh. brick and mortar was mm. my favorite performance. Oh, okay, okay. But the rush show was like the biggest oh, like remember. So I hear you. both of those. I hear you. I hear mm-hmm. you. That's what's up, man. For sure, man. And like lastly I just wanna like get into like bro, what's your like I mean you talked about being positive, you talked about like helping. What would you say though, just like your overall message to the kids, like, you know? Wow. Uh or my overall message to the kids, to your fans, like, like you know, just like you know, when like people come to see a Leezy production or a Leezy show, like, what do you want them to feel like, you know? I definitely thing? like my whole like I come from the angle of inspiring people, so mm-hmm. like, if I want you to leave with a message, this is honestly my message is do more for yourself than other people can do for you. Mm. That's a message that my friend Evan gave me, and like, mm. do more for yourself than other people could ever do for you. I'm in a place right now where that is a fact in my life, like. No one else can do for me more than I can do for me. Like, no one's investing. Like, I'm investing financially in my music career. I'm putting the time in. Like, no one's teaching me this. Like, I'm my piano teacher's teaching me this piano stuff. But other than that, like, I'm learning it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, do more for yourself than other people can do for you. I hear you, For man. sure. I hear you, man. Yeah. Well, uh, that's all I got for you today, my man. Bro, 
I'm honored. Like we're gonna do this again. Hey, hell and hell the hell. next time we do it, we could do, we we'll talk about it later. But we get yeah. a specific topic. Like sure. this is awesome, Mike. Hell yeah. Um, anything you just want to plug in, just right here. Not really. Hand. I mean, like you know? I got some music out there. Lazy to gift it all one word. Go listen to it if you have the time. If you don't, it's all good. Like if you like it, show it to other people. If you don't like it, I'm cool. You mm-hmm. have other artists to listen to. I'm not tripping. Like mm-hmm. enjoy what you want to enjoy. And um. Where they find you at? Where they find the music? Lazy at. the Gifted is all one word. If you Google that, you'll find me. I'm, nice. That's all my social media. There's no underscores, dots, dashes, spaces, numbers, nice. nothing. It's Lazy the Gifted. So, nice. uh, all one word. I would say also, like, on the topic of do more for yourself than others can do for you, like, just take responsibility for your own actions. Do as much as you can by yourself and do stuff for other people, but keep your intentions in mind. Like, keep yourself in mind. I think, like, I lost a lot of time helping other people that didn't really want to help me that much. Mm. And I did a lot for other people that weren't willing to do for themselves. So mm-hmm. now my big thing is um, I'm really trying to stay away from people who just don't want to do for themselves. I'm trying to talk to people who are already doing more for themselves and then I want to help them mm-hmm. um, because that's the kind of help I expect from people. I don't want people helping me um, if I wasn't doing more for me. Mm-hmm. So. You know that that's the big thing. Like, just know that everything that happens, almost everything that happens in your life, you could say it happens to you or it happens for you. So it either happens for you as an opportunity to grow, or you could be a little bitch and be like, "This has just happened to me." Like, I'm gonna blame the world for what just. No, it's not how life works. Like, get your ass back on your feet, keep working hard, do more for yourself, and keep grinding, and yeah, keep the dream alive forever. You know? Nice, yeah, nice. that's Sweet, what it is. Man. Spoken like a real one, man. Yeah. You heard it here first. Producer, artist, uh, art, artist, uh, visually and sonically. Yeah. You feel me? Extraordinaire. This is Mr. Lazy the Gifted. <laughs> All right, and for this next part of the show, we're just gonna play a little game. Let's get it. It's the Connect Bay Area. Yes. The game. Yes. And this game is like a test, but it's a test with no wrong answers. Okay. It's just to see how connected you are. Okay. With the Bay. Okay. Alright, so uh, we're going to start off some light, alright? So, Raiders or Niners? Bro, my answer is so anti-Bay. <laughs> both. Uh, <laughs> I say both good. just because I have so much love for the Bay, and like, yeah. really my squad is the Warriors, and so I'm just like, yeah. like, whatever. With every other team, y'all in the Bay, cool, I love y'all. Like, nice, nice. Um, but honestly, if I had to pick, like if it was Raiders, Niners, Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I'll go Raiders. Okay. For sure, no matter Seven who's good or bad, like, yeah. I like the Raiders culture. Shout out Raiders. So. Yeah, straight up. For sure, this next one's a big one too, because this is actually a really big time for my team. Uh, A's or Giants? See, it's the same thing. Or I enjoy Giants games Mm. a lot more. Yeah. So I mean, I'll say Giants, but I don't, bro. Like I don't even follow baseball. Like I don't even. I feel you. So I'll say I'll say Giants, but I've been to A's games. I love those too. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. The last A's game I went to, I really didn't like. There was like 10,000 people there. It was quiet and really sad. And I was like, bro, this yeah, is not yeah. fun. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. Are they getting better any, now? Any this season? No. So right now they're playing the Astros. And uh, Astros right now nice. if they win, yeah, the Astros are number one in the uh, division, right? Or in the, I think in the league or something like mm-hmm. that, you know? Uh, they're right now, the, the game they're playing right now, it might even be almost over, but they're playing for like, if the A's win, then it's tied. And the Astros have been in first place the whole season. Wow. So the A's beat Go them A's today. Then. They're going to be tied. And if they beat them tomorrow, the game I'll be at, they'll be in first Go place. Go A's then. So like, I'm not, yeah. Game. I don't it's hate like the A's. It's like their time. You know what I'm no, saying? I love it. I'll wear an A's hat or a Giants hat. Like, Straight I love up. the Bay. Straight up. Hell yeah. I got good times in Oakland and good times in San Francisco. Like, I'm not picking one. Nice. So. Nice. For sure. Well, we can roll into the next one. Favorite Warriors player. Ever. Ever or current? Like, I mean, you know? Stephen Curry, for sure. He saved our franchise. So Nice. I loved Baron Davis. I loved Jay Rich at the time. But, like, bro, Stephen Curry is Hall of Fame GOAT. One of the GOATs. Like, yeah. Ever of all any player. So, yeah, Steph Curry, for sure. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. For sure. For Monte sure. was good in the day. Uh-huh. But, like, he wasn't bringing us to championship. He wasn't even mm. going to get us to the playoffs. So. Right. Yeah, Steph Curry. I feel you. I hear you. Yeah. He, ain't, he ain't been in the playoffs, I don't think, since we left. Monte, no. Yeah. Nope. You know, for sure. Hey, if you could live anywhere in the Bay, where would you live? I, oh, wow. Mm. Thank you so much for asking me, because I don't know. I used to think San Fran. Mm-hmm. It's got too much traffic, and the weather's weird. Yeah. But, I mean, bro, I don't know. If I could live anywhere, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Probably, I don't know. God dang it. God dang it! I don't know. I have no idea. I probably, 
I'll say, uh, man, real big money. I'll say in the marina in San Francisco. Okay. Even though like there's a lot of traffic, like the yeah. marina is beautiful itself. Yeah. And I have a boat and everything. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, if I could live anywhere, I'd say the city. Okay. Okay. I'm wrong with that. For sure. This one's actually real fun. You can do. Uh, you can go either way with this question. Right. I want to hear your either best or your worst Bart experience. Best or worst Bart experience. Yeah. I've never really. Bro, you know I've ridden Bart like probably a thousand times. Mm. Like I used to go to school in the in the city, okay. and I'm in Walnut Creek. Uh-huh. So every day for a year I would Bart in, and then I've done two separate summers of working in the city, Barting and Barting out. So like I probably have gone on the Bart probably a thousand times. Mm-hmm. I've never really had like any bad experience, bro. It just sucks when 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 it smells hella bad or mm, someone yeah. like yeah. pissed on the seat, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Or somebody like. Is taking up two seats because they're sleeping and they're just super bummy. It, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, I probably say my worst. I was on a crowded, crowded bar train, mm-hmm. and these kids had this like air horn, mm-hmm. and they were like <laughs> fucking blowing it. I was like, yeah. like I, everyone knew who they were because the kids would do it. They go, and then they go, <laughs> like they're like, uh, bro. We all kids. see like, and then it's it's like shoulder to shoulder Bart and. We, Everyone wanted to beat these kids' ass, obviously. Right. But, like, they're kids. They're so, kids, yeah. so, that was probably my worst experience, yeah. Yeah. I feel it. Man. You never know what you're going to get on board. Yeah. You feel me? For sure. Hey, favorite Bay Area artist, dead or alive? Mm. I love I love how he's thinking. Yeah. You guys should see the thinking on I mean, face. I think E-40 because he's, he's, he's broken through so many... Mm. Things he's yeah. done alcohol he's done mm. yeah. I think he's done other stuff but he's just mm. done multiple alcohol movies yeah he's, like he's so much more than yeah just, he's just big business and I yeah. think he really put the bay mm-hmm. he really put the bay on a lot mm-hmm. and he's done so much music and he's still relevant like yeah. he's fifty yeah um so but my favorite like to listen to is Keith the Sneak like mm. I think Keith the Sneak's fucking hilarious yeah. like the way he like raps is yeah. amazing I love that um. Yeah. I love Neff the Pharaoh is dope. Mm. You know, Big Time it was an awesome song. I love Neff, so I think E forty though, but like you know, he, he signed Sigwood Records. But that's right, yeah. yeah you know, Neff yeah. did, right? You yeah, mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I mean E forty, but then like Keith the Sneak is the most fun to listen to. I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'll <clears throat> Mr. Fab, like if you yeah. look at his freestyle videos, yeah. it's like this dude is freestyling right now, like the yeah, because his Mr. music Fab sounded like silly and like dumb yeah. dummy stuff, but he actually can freestyle crazy. Yeah. So in battle too, not yeah, just freestyle. Yeah, like, I, you know? I, yeah, I say E forty yeah. just because of the big business stuff he's done, and then mm. I say uh, Mr. Fab and then Keith the Sneak. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I will probably know the answer to this, but if you could record with uh, any artist or life from the Bay, who would it be? I, I would record with Mr. Fab. Nice, because of what I was just saying, his lyrical ability and mm. his creativity and just how positive he is. So I would say him. Nice. For sure. But then at the same time, E40 probably put me on more game. Yeah. I'll say E40. I take it yeah. back. Just because yeah. being in the studio with him, he put me on so much game. Right. And his lingo. and the right. way. I say E40. Right. Sorry. But Mr. Fab, you'd be right there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, oh, you know who else I love? Sorry. Too. Sorry. Who? I am Sue. Oh, yeah. I am Sue. I. Like he probably is my Put favorite. Richmond on the map. Yeah. I am Sue. Because he produces his own music. Yeah. Damn, how did I forget? He's a beast. Yeah. For sure, man. I just got one uh, question left. Uh, it's gonna be a fill in the blank. Cool. You feel me? It's gonna go. I am blank, and I am blank. Okay. Uh, I am lazy, and I am strong. Spoken like a vet. Actually, I do got one more one. Please. Actually, hey, what's your favorite uh like peak viewpoint in the bay? You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of hills around here. Like, what's your favorite one to just go, you know, chill out, vibe out to, and look over the bay? Uh, my favorite is my my favorite one. I mean, is I have one by my house that overlooks not the bay, but like it overlooks Martinez, Concord, Pleasant Hill. Mm-hmm. We called it. I think we just called it the spot, but it's like we called it the Fantastic Four spot. Okay, it's like by my house. Yeah. It's my favorite because I. It's so close. To, it's like two minute drive from my house and we would just go there I've been there so many times with homies just talking about mm-hmm. so many things and I worked out a lot of problems there and mm-hmm. you, me and Melvin used to go there after work mm-hmm. after yeah. Chick-fil-A and just park and just mm-hmm. talk freestyle and mm-hmm. I've worked out just a lot of personal issues there with homies so mm-hmm. 
and like the lights look nice and mm-hmm. um, it's quiet. It's got this little, not sketchy, but like you don't want anyone to come and see what you're doing mm-hmm. just because you're in this like residential. So it's got that element. Mm-hmm. But like obviously Grizzly Peaks, cool and Twin Twin Peaks, right, right, but right. Like, yeah, no, this is my favorite. Yeah. My favorite spot, the, the Fantastic oh, Four. Clearly, yeah. What's up? You want to go right now? No, not during the day. It sucks during the oh, day. Yeah, it's hella hot up there. It's a nighttime thing. I feel you, man. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's all we got planned for this show today. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy listening to this as yeah. much as uh we enjoy making this. Yeah, we love it. This was, was fun. Lit. This, this was, was fun. fun as, yeah. This was fun as fuck. Yeah, it was. Put the F on it. Yeah. <laughs> fun as fuck. Fun as fuck. Yeah, it was hella fun. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Connect Bay Area. Host with the most. Yeah. Case on the West Coast. Yes. Chilling with Lisa the Gifted, my man. Yes, thank you so much for this. Yeah. Connect Bay Area, tune in, get with it or get lost. Get with it or get lost. All right, y'all, till next time. Brand new. Yeah, lately I've been feeling myself. Myself. Putting in this work by myself. Myself. Sometimes all the homies come through. Come through. Bring the drinks, man, I'm feeling brand new. Brand new. Tell me why you can't let me do me. You've been talking, hating, and I know you gotta leave. You say you wanna be a boss, but you won't pay the fee.